Hello and welcome to Secondhand Film Critics, your favorite source for mildly pretentious, semi-uneducated, and highly unqualified thoughts on movies. Oh, I'm Kayla. <laughs> and I'm Noah. It's okay. We're good. It's Christmas. Ooh. Christmas. It, yep. Day after Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's actually nice. We're recording this like it's officially Christmas now. Yeah, officially. When did you start listening to Christmas music? Today? Mm, I listened, like, a little bit, like, in the last couple weeks. Yeah. I've listened to specific songs and not on repeat, you know? Mm -hmm. But now the gates have opened. Yeah, this is the earliest I've started listening to Christmas music. Did you start last month or Mm, October? No, I started this month. Okay. It was definitely after Halloween, just in the past couple right. weeks. Right. Just felt like Christmas, you know? Yeah, yeah. I was just feeling the vibe. I also feel like now that I'm older, 25 days basically to start getting into the spirit of Christmas, I'm never actually in it's the not Christmas enough. spirit by Christmas time. I'm like... 25 is not enough. Yeah. Yeah, It goes no. by way too fast. Yeah, so I was like, I gotta start earlier this year. Start watching the movies earlier. Catch yeah, up. I watched a few movies, yeah. I yeah. mean, we've been watching ones for episodes and stuff, so. Yeah. Um, For those of you who don't know or didn't listen to our last episode, we'll be doing um an episode every week this December, so you can have all that Christmas content and drink some hot chocolate, sit by the fire, listen to your favorite podcast. I mean, the possibilities are endless. So this episode will be featuring Christmas or holiday musicals. Musicals. Yep. All the singing. Singing and the songs. I feel like there's not enough Christmas musicals. And that's kind of weird because, like, Christmas music is such a big part of Christmas. So, like... Yeah. You need the if you have the music and the Christmas, it just makes it like, exactly. I was thinking the same thing because when we were researching musicals and stuff for this, I was like, you know what? There are not very many. There's not enough. Like they had like a boom a little bit like when musicals were already popular. Yeah, I feel like, but now there's like very few. We haven't had any recently. No, that I can sad. think of at least, unless you count frozen but that's not really a holiday it's just kind of like got snow it's wintry and at the end it's summer so like yeah so what are like some of your favorite christmas musicals like did do you have ones that like you really like now or is it more like ones you used to like um i mean i still really like the nightmare before christmas mm, as it's well documented on um this podcast <laughs> in one of our halloween episodes yeah that's probably the only one that i really like that's a great movie and there's the big debate of like is it a holiday movie is it mm-hmm. a halloween movie right it's the best transition movie when right. you're like i'm done with fall and I'm ready for Christmas. Yeah. You pop on Nightmare Before Christmas and mm. you've got the best of both worlds. It's Hannah Montana all the way through. Yeah. I think and also like it takes place during Christmas season. 
So you should be allowed to watch it during Christmas. Like yeah, it takes place I mean, after Halloween. Christmas. And Santa right. Claus is in it. So if Santa, Santa Claus is in it, then yeah. it's got to be a holiday movie. I always feel weird watching it before Halloween, but I never feel yeah. weird watching it like after Halloween. Is that, right. You know? Because like when I, if I, I see Santa and it's mid-October, I'm like, nah, this, this it's not time for Santa to come out yet. I still <laughs> need the spooks, the scares. So I feel, I always felt it was a little more Christmassy, but I don't know. And um, that, the What's This song in Nightmare Before Christmas, I know that's not even the most popular song in the movie. Is it not? I thought that no, was. No, I think This Is Halloween is the most oh, popular. Oh, yeah. This is Halloween. This, this is, is Halloween. Halloween. But yeah. I like, um. What's This is a bop. Anytime I pick something up or I'm like, oh, what's this? I'm like, what's this? What's this? Like, I just always have it in my head, you know? Yeah, that's a great song. And, like, it's one of those that you don't really remember the words to except for what's this. Yeah. So, like, when it comes on, I'm just like, what's this? What's this? this? (laughs) Or, like, (laughs) occasional lines. I'm like, I know this one, but. The children throwing snow. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's a great one. Not like all the songs I think are uh, great, but it's got like a few like really good yeah. hits. I feel like it's also one that's still because a lot of kids Christmas movies that are classified in musicals like Frosty the Snowman or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer right. or The Year Without a Santa Claus, those all use kind of stop motion as well. Mm-hmm. before, you know, Tim Burton did his right. buying of stop motion. Right. But I think that is probably another reason why I like that as a Christmas right. movie, because it fits with the vibe. Yeah. It kind of, like, carries, like, the tradition of the stop motion, like, Christmas movies from those, like, Rudolph and, um, uh, not Frosty, but it's still animation. Yeah. Um, what's, uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town is another one. Those are good, too. Like, the animation, the stop motion is good. Sometimes the models just look creepy just because, like, if you look at from today's standards. But those are ones that I think hold up pretty well, like, compared to animation today, you know? Yeah. I like those a lot. I'm not going to, like, sit down and watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, um, like, and be completely engaged. It's got, like, this, uh, the scenes you watch. Yeah, and then... it's cute. Yeah, that's the thing with a Christmas movie. Sometimes you want one where, like, not the whole thing front to back is going to be um, the most amazing time of your life. But it's got, like, the hallmark, no pun intended, um, scenes throughout that are like, oh, I love this part. Let me uh, watch this or, you know. Yeah, and it's stuff that, you know, you're making gingerbread houses and you're like let's throw on right frosty the snowman in the back or jack frost or right especially christmas movies too are perfect for that like because you're so busy during christmas you're not gonna have as much time as you want to to literally watch movies you know but like that's what christmas movies are good for like there's a lot of them are really good to kind of not like subconsciously consume but kind of like passively consume i yeah. guess is a better word that's why hallmark movies are so popular because you don't have to use all your brain power to figure out what's going on you know and that's kind of what musicals do like even non-christmas musicals the plots are not very complicated and as long as you pay attention to what's happening in the songs which are the 
highlights anyway, then you can kind of figure out the story, you know? Yeah. Now, you've seen The Year Without a Santa Claus, right? Uh, I don't know. That might be, like, the only one I haven't seen. That one is iconic. Really? I yeah. was gonna watch it, and I found a YouTube rip of it because there was nowhere online. I looked. So I yeah. could still wa- I could watch the YouTube rip. Yeah, because it has the Snow Miser and the Heat Miser. Oh, wow. And that song of where they sing, they do one in the Snow Miser's cave and then the Heat Miser, and he's like, I'm Mr. Heat Miser. Um, but... But that, yeah, it's a bop. It's like one of the best Christmas songs ever. And one of the best villain songs. Mm. And I've seen a meme going around of people saying Danny DeVito should do a live action version of The Heat Miser. And then Jeff Goldblum should play The Snow Miser. -miser. I've seen that on Twitter a couple times. I think Danny DeVito is primed to play live action versions of people. Yeah. Because he's look he's like a cartoon character in real life. Yeah. That's what I feel like. So he's perfect for like any yeah, live action movie. I agree. And they wasted his talents in Dumbo. That was a waste <laughs> of Danny DeVito. They did. That was a they they had him in a live action, but it was the worst role that he could his have been in. His performance live was so underwhelming. Because yeah. it just they didn't utilize him in the way that they could have or should have. That whole movie was just a definition of underwhelming. Yeah. Back to Christmas, though. Yeah, not, so... Not Dumbo. I just watched the Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah, do you never seen it? I had, but okay. not anytime recently. Right. And I feel like Christmas Carol is so overdone. Yes, like, it's a great story, but I've seen it so many times, like, I just don't want to hear it anymore. Like, we're probably in the period where another one's gonna come out within the next couple Uh, years, like, a new live action of it. I know, you're right. Because I feel like they remake Christmas Carol somehow every couple years, like, we've had Scrooged, um, which I think also has some music in it. I think it kind of does, yeah. Um, We had the Jim Carrey one. Which is great. I love the Jim Carrey one. It's so good. I that remember an... watching it in theaters in 3D. Dude, same. Yes. And being like that. when the horses of Christmas Future yeah. uh, were like riding and they were Chasing him down face, the tunnel. I was like pretty scared. That actually them. blew my mind. Yeah. That movie. That movie legit was insane. That's one of the only theater experiences that I remember. Bro, same. I remember, like, some of the trailers. That was, like, I think one of, like, the first, like, movies that was, like, I could, from that I can remember that really, like, made me love movies, you know? Yeah. That whole experience. And I think, you're right, Christmas Carol is definitely gonna get a new one soon. I feel like that was the last big one. And there's always, like, Hallmark Channel and Lifetime right. remakes of, like, some right. stupid modern day Oh yeah, the modern modern, modern day, day Christmas Carol. There's always the modern day. Well, ones, like, we also year. had the man who invented Christmas. Have you seen that? No, I've heard of it. I never saw it. Anyway, so Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah, back to the Muppets, because I mean it's good. It's it's. I mean I love the Muppets. I right. love the Muppets. Right. And it's funny, but I just still don't understand why they made Scrooge a, a human guy? character. Yeah, it really takes you out of it, I feel like. Because I feel like it should have been a Muppet. 
Just it, you can make a mup a guy muppet like they've done it. They made like the old dudes. I don't remember their names. Yeah. They make those guys. I actually I like the beginning of this movie and like the middle more than like the back half. Mm. And I like how like the whole narration thing, and like yeah. with Rizzo the rat. I love Rizzo he, the rat. <laughs> Rizzo's so funny. I love him. The ghost of Christmas Future. I feel like is super underwhelming in this one. Yeah. I feel like in this one, the first one, the Christmas Pass is the best one. And then the second one is okay, and then Future is just, like, underwhelming. Christmas Carol is really hard to get right because you have to make sure each of the ghosts, or, like, each of the sections is equal, or, like, at least builds. It kind of, the pacing is kind of off, I don't know. But the songs are really good, especially the... Um, the Kermit one. The season to be jolly and joyous. <laughs> I love that one. I sing that all the time. I love Kermit. Kermit is, and it's, I love when he's um sliding on the ice. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I think I think about that scene a lot. I don't know why. Tiny Tim Kermit is so cute in this one. Yeah, I love like the little Kermit. Kermit. Especially, you know, like when Kermit's mouth kind of gets squished when yeah. he does like that thing. But when the baby Kermit does that, it's even cuter. Like because he's like. <laughs> Oh my gosh. When I was in middle school or early high school, we did Christmas Carol play. Yeah. And I played one of the Cratchit kids. Nice. Which was all right. That seems like where they would like to shove you, like if they didn't want you to be in the play, because like no one really knows exactly how many Cratchit kids there are. Yeah, so they like, could just be like, you could have, you will make good other Cratchit kids. We had kids. a few lines and it was like, you know, goofing around so have I. in the house, whatever. Yeah, but I like Muppet Christmas Carol is good. I feel like it kind of gets overlooked sometimes. Like, not a lot of people, like, talk about it, I feel like. Yeah, because I feel like other Christmas Carols get watched first. Or, like, Mickey's Christmas Carol, which I right. also watched this week. But that's not a musical. That one's pretty good. That's the one with Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, right? it's so short. It's, like, yeah. not it's even like 30 minutes. minutes. Yeah. So it cuts out so much. Yeah. Is this on Disney Plus right now? Yeah. Cool. We did watch another movie on Disney Plus. We did. Babes in Toyland. Not the 30s one. There's like so many Babes in Toyland. And and I found out when I was reading about this one that yeah. there was a, a modern day Babes in Toyland <laughs> 1986. A what? young girl wakes up in the realm of Toyland where she teams up with her family and friends to overthrow the evil villain Barnaby. Lisa Piper is played by Drew Barrymore. And oh, then man. Jack Fenton, or Jack B. Nimble, is played by Keanu Reeves. What? In oh 1986. My gosh. That actually sounds epic. Keanu Reeves is getting around. So maybe that version is better than the version that we watched. Maybe. I don't I don't understand like there's so many versions of it when I looked it up. Like I don't understand why it's such a popular thing to make like the story is not interesting. Yeah, like I I like the one song, the popular song. The only song anyone actually knows from it is like the Toyland song. Yeah, I did Toy like the opening song. Toy the whole opening number I thought was pretty good. Yeah, that was it was okay. I just kept thinking it was like Wizard of Oz the whole time they were doing the opening number. Right. I thought it was cool though, like how the curtains opened mm. and then it zoomed in on like a stage. I thought that was a really cool idea, but that really didn't have anything to do with the rest yeah, of the Yeah, I don't know who's even seen this movie. 
This is a weird movie. It's long. It's so long. It's an hour and 40 minutes in the 60s. I mean, there's so many dance numbers, too, which is fine, but it's like they wouldn't just sing and dance. It would be like a dance number, and then there would be a song. Yes, like Barnaby had like one of those. Maybe you should combine <laughs> dance you should and song. <laughs> That's kind of the point That's of a musical. usually how musicals work. Oh, my word. Stuff would just happen, like Jack got kidnapped, and then he came back. And then they went to Toyland, and then yeah. there was that inventor that was like abusing his his uh, assistant. Yeah, there's just too. Which much is kind of a funny on. bit, but there's too much going on. And why was it called Babes in Toyland? What were the Babes part? I got the Toyland at the end. Toyland doesn't come into like two the thirds last in the movie. Thirty minutes, yeah. I think it's supposed to be the kids. But the kid, but then they they kind of shoved the kids in the room during like the climax. They were I like, don't "All know. right, all right, kids." Beats me. <laughs> Maybe it's... babes is another word for wooden soldiers. Yeah, I, I would not recommend. Yeah, I would not recommend this movie. And it's not really Christmassy even. No, because like the only Christmas part is the very end. But I feel like the other musicals are also the same way. So, like, White Christmas is a mm. big-time Christmas musical that a lot of people watch, but it's not even Christmas until the last scene, and it's right. still not even Christmas. And it's even more so, like, Holiday Inn is literally, like, all the holidays in the year. It just starts and ends on Christmas. Yeah, you know? so it's like, is it really a Christmas movie? But these are, like, the staple movies. At least yeah. White Christmas, I feel like, is a staple movie for Christmas For sure, time. for sure. When you think of Christmas musicals, that's, like, one of the first ones, you know? Right. I think Holiday Inn is probably a more interesting story than White Christmas. When I watch White Christmas, I always forget, like, there's that whole story, like, with the army and, like, the general. Oh, yeah. I always forget that's the main part until, like, the general comes on, like, oh, right, yeah, this is his, this is with him, yeah. Yeah, and that's the best part, too. Yeah, like, the ending when, um, they kind of, like, all get together for him. That's yeah. really, that's really heartwarming. That's nice. Yeah, it's touching. It's 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 a touching one. I don't know. I feel like, in hindsight of the two movies, White Christmas and Holiday Inn, and I haven't seen Meet Me in St. Louis, so maybe you can comment on that too. But I feel like they're they haven't aged super well. Holiday Inn has not aged well on the surface, and then White Christmas has not aged well like when you look underneath it. Yeah, exactly. Because like Holiday Inn, there's the obvious ones like the blackface. And, like, the whole, like, servant character. Yeah. Like, that one is not aged well from that. And then White Christmas, you kind of discovered this, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, one of the the main trivia facts, if you Google, like, trivia facts of White Christmas, it's like... As Bing one does. Crosby was 51. And what is what is her name? Rosemary? Oh, Rosemary Clooney, right? Rosemary Clooney, yeah. Yeah, so it says that Rosemary Clooney is 26 and Bing Crosby yeah. is 51. And that's like a trivia fact. And I'm like... That's that's literally that's like half weird. the age. That's like yeah. half. And so the uh, whole time I was watching it this year was the first time I knew that. I just was like, any scenes that they were in i was like this is making me kind of uncomfortable like it's just kind of weird and i get that it's acting and people do that whatever but it's like the age difference is pretty obvious though you know yeah it's like, a it's a big age difference there's a lot of those things in musicals like of that era like the golden age quote unquote i've been watching some recently 
and it's like you can kind of see under the layers um mm. like the obvious issues yeah um, of just like the culture then and in the way movies were made right yeah uh i mean not that there's fair there's still like great well-made movies and like a lot of like the production design is really great yeah then, definitely obviously since this is about musicals like the musical the numbers and the songs and everything are so good yeah they're really good well choreographed they're mm -hmm. fun and um holiday inn i think holiday inn i think i like better than white christmas and i think it's because like fred astaire is in that one and he's like always fantastic fred astaire was supposed to play bing crosby's role in white christmas i might have preferred that i like fred astaire better than bing bing crosby is kind of unlikable I mean, I like his music. Like, I well, like yeah. his voice, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I don't necessarily like him in things. Yeah, his character, he always plays, like, very cynical, like, characters, I feel Yeah, like. but I was like, man, imagine how great that would be if it had been Fred Astaire. That would have been fantastic. I would have loved that. I always have a fun time watching, like, him dance and everything. Yeah. He's always fan so great. He's very fun. Yeah, when with Meet Me in St. Louis... That's kind of another one. It's even less Christmas than these White Christmas and Holiday Inn. Because mm. the only real Christmas part is about three-fourths of the way through um, when it is Christmas. And mm. um, Judy Garland sings uh, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas and Cute. does all the Judy Garland stuff. Yeah. Um, at the end, it then it goes back to um, like uh, spring at the end. So it, basically, I think it begins and ends in spring. But they skip over, like, the first Christmas or something. I don't know. Or maybe it's summer, spring. I don't remember. I think it's spring to spring. <laughs> and, like, so Christmas is kind of, like, the climax. Like, the like the, the emotional um, height of the movie is basically during when it's Christmas in the movie. Mm. So it does feel, like, a little more Christmassy than something like Babes in Toyland, where really just the ending is Christmas. Like, they're, like, uh, doing the whole movie, like, oh, wait, Christmas! No, yeah. Like, <laughs> Mimi and St. Louis is definitely, like, building towards Christmas, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So that does make it feel a little Christmassy, but it's the actual Christmas part of it, like, is n pretty small in relation to the whole movie. But it's definitely one, like, I saw for the first time this year, and it's always fun to find new good Christmas movies, or just, like, just new Christmas movies in general that you can enjoy. Because I feel like there's so few of those now where, like, because Hallmark's just pushing out, like, a million every year that, like, the market's just flooded. Yeah. So that one was a good one. I did like that one. Um, just really only one of the songs is Christmas because Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas and all the other songs are Yeah, I mean, that's the same thing songs. with White Christmas. Right, yeah. It's like White Christmas Yeah, like, a lot of the, the White only... Christmas songs are just not very Christmassy. Yeah, White Christmas is the only one that's Christmas yeah. song. But it's also funny because those songs were not written for the movie. Yeah, that's true. Like they were all both were, of them were songs that were already out. They were already hits, and then they made like the movies based on the songs, like yeah. around them, which is interesting. I don't think yeah, "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas" isn't even like a Julie Garland song, but like hers is just the most famous version of it. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Well, stay tuned. Uh, we'll go quickly to a commercial break and then we'll be back to kind of wrap up our conversation on christmas musicals and do yep. more christmas stuff <laughs> bye <laughs>
back from that great ad. We're we're back. Time to tune um, in to our final comments on holiday musicals. We've been talking about a few holiday musicals throughout this podcast. I think our conclusion has been that we like them. There just isn't like enough like really good ones, you know. Yeah. Yeah, there's not and the ones that are, like, the ones are the parts of the movies that are good are, like, so good. Like, music, like, like we said, like, music and Christmas kind of goes together. Mm. So I feel like there should yeah. definitely be more. Because there's other movies that, like, utilize music well, Christmas music, but it's like, we need more Christmas musicals. So someone's got to make a Christmas musical. Yeah. We need, one like, Netflix, instead of making, like, ten terrible christmas movies they need to put their resources into one like an original fun good musical there's just not enough musicals anymore like i feel i feel like all the good potential musicals just go to broadway which is fine but not everyone can afford to go to broadway or in the case of cats oh no the musical comes from broadway to the screen is cats christmas i don't think so because it's coming out on christmas but is it just one that's christmas movie it's probably coming out on christmas because like it's just one of the like oh big lot of stars here's the family yeah um here it's only pg so you can probably bring your kids (laughs) but the cats are naked i don't know cats is i saw frozen 2 today and cats played before it and every time i see that trailer i just want to close my eyes are you gonna go see the movie Cat? i mean i won't i won't like seek it out unless like there's getting a lot of talk about it because then i want to yeah. kind of tr- see if i can like figure out my opinion on it yeah unless like it gets like just terrible reviews and no one's talking about it i'll try to see it after it comes goes from theaters, theaters yeah. yeah i just at this point in time like there's so much that i want to see that i don't know if like I want to shell out the twelve to fifteen dollars to see Cats in the theater, I'll probably only go see it because w- I have a list. Yeah, I, wouldn't, I mean, like pay to go see it specifically. Like it intrigues me not because it looks good, but just because like it's so weird. Which is more than I can say for like some movies coming out. Yeah, like, there's just some where it's like they look just so bad. That, yeah, but, yeah, that's funny. That's kind of where musicals are at now. Um, yeah, I mean there was. I feel like the last musical that, like, the last big musical is probably The Greatest Showman. Yeah, that was original. Cause, yeah. Because if you, like, don't count Aladdin and, like, Mary Poppins yeah, Returns. For sure, yeah. Clearly, that got good reception. That, it, like, it, it definitely did. That was, like, a, I would not, I would probably call it a phenomenon. Yeah, you know? like, people love, I mean, personally, I love it, but... I know, I People know loved the music. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it was good music, and it's like, I guess that shows the potential that someone could make a musical and have it do well. There's obviously a market for it. Yeah. And then, like, La La Land came out, and everyone loved that, but, like, we just don't get a lot of musicals. So, like, when right. one's come out, people are like, oh my gosh, a musical. Um, we yeah. gotta go see it. I just feel like just not not a lot come out. So when one does come out, everyone kind of goes crazy because like it's like when are we gonna get another one? Yeah. I don't know if Cats will have that effect. I guess we'll see. Um, I feel like Cats is kind of a different 
thing altogether. Of all the Broadway shows to turn into a movie, I don't know why they picked Cats. They picked Cats. I mean, they're doing, um, uh, they're doing In the Heights. Yeah. So we can look forward to that. Yeah, that'll be good. That'll be good. We love Lin-Manuel Miranda. We do. We big, really do. Big fans. We're big supporters. Mary Poppins Returns was kind of a musical. Yeah, but it still doesn't really count. Okay. I mean, it was original. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, was a, like, it was it was a quote-unquote sequel, but it was basically the it same It was story. good, but it, like, it wasn't great. You know, like, we need a good <laughs> It musical. was one of those. We need yes. a good musical to come out. <laughs> a yeah. good, like... Very original. It needs to be Christmas. Someone mm. make that, please. I would love it. ASAP. Disney, Disney Plus get on that next year. Please. Yeah, I bet they could. They could. They um, should. Maybe they could get the High School Musical cast from the new series. Yeah. They could get our I'm favorites. here for it. I am I, here for it. High School Musical, the series, Christmas special. <laughs> i would love love yeah that. yeah it would be fun um i but i guess till that comes out we can just keep um nightmare before christmas on a loop and yeah definitely maybe maybe holiday in and fast forward the blackface scenes yeah if there's any musicals that you like that we missed maybe that can yeah. fit into the holiday musical category let us know we would love to watch them. Yeah, we want to watch them. Yeah, we're all about uh, it. Add us on Twitter, um, where we're secondhand film, or you can comment on a post or whatever at us at uh, on Instagram, where we're secondhand film pod. Yep. Do those. Make sure you um, like, um, subscribe to our podcast, and leave us a rating on iTunes, so we can kind of. Get up in those charts. I mean, everyone wants to listen to Christmas stuff. We're having three more Christmas episodes come out. Yeah. So share the love. It's Christmas. Share us with your friends and your family. When your uncle comes up to you during Christmas and is like wanting to talk to you, you don't want to talk to him. Just shove our podcast in his face and you're like, here, listen to this. And he'll be quiet. Maybe. Probably not. <laughs> Ooh, all right. Well, if you guys like this episode, there's another episode coming out next Monday, which is kind of going to be in the same vein as this one. We're going to kind of try to follow the same track slash formula um, where we talk about Christmas or holiday comedies. So obviously a lot bigger of a, Spectrum, of a pool. Yeah, we got a bigger pool. A metaphorical, um, proverbial pool. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Until next time, I'm Kayla. And I'm Noah. And, and we're, we're your, your second-hand second film, film critic. critic.